It's time for Glover's Golden Oldies. A look back at some of the Glover's heroes from recent years. And this week I'm delighted to be joined by none other than Phil Jevons. Right, well, good evening, Phil. It's great to talk to you again. How are things with you? Thanks for having me again, Adrian. Yeah, very well, thanks. All good. How are you? Well, you know, all right, I suppose. <laughs> Life goes on, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, of course it does, mate, yeah. So let, let's let's cut out the hot press news first, then. Are you going to be the next Everton manager? Well, the simple answer to that is no. <laughs> um, I don't know who it's going to be. There's a short list. Um, yeah. Duncan's in charge with John Ebrill and Fran. Uh, Jeff has assisted him. Yeah. Once he'll carry on with the 23s um, and I will carry on with the 16s for as long as um, everyone's happy with me. Yeah, well, I'm sure they are. You, I'm sure you're a very good coach. But um, Well, I like to think I'm OK, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you are, mate. Of course you are. Yeah, you're a good yeah. player and you're a good coach. But um, Well, that doesn't always go hand in hand, but I know what you mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Very methodical about how I go about my work. So, yeah, um, makes for a good coach usually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's, let's go back a bit. What are your very first memories of football then? Well, I remember playing outside my mum and dad's house when I was younger. Uh, we had a little bit of a triangle uh, of grass and we used to find anything and everything we could to, to have goalposts. Um, I remember... Uh, me, me best mate is dad's a roofer, so we used to get we used to rob drain pipes off him, stick them <laughs> in the floor. Yeah. We used to get we used to get big drain uh, big drain pipes and put them in between the forks of trees for crossbars. And um, I used to love it. I used to absolutely love it. Um, me junior school never had a football team, but um, anyone who watched me playing in the street always used to say, oh, "He's a good player. Does he play for the school team?" And I never really played for the school team until. I went to secondary school, yeah. and when I went for the trials for it, I was nervous as anything, but um, I was so proud to come home and tell me dad that I got in the team, and that was great, playing yeah. footy with your mates. So that that was your first real involvement in secondary school, yeah? Yeah, well, in terms of organised football, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, how long before you started, um, uh, I mean, I take it you joined the, you know, the Everton, uh, Everton, get my teeth in, Academy to start with. That was your first involvement with Everton, yeah? Yeah, it was my first involvement with Everton, yeah. But um, a friend of ours, his dad used to run a football team on a Sunday. So he used to play for the school on a Saturday. And then he made that team on a Sunday. Right. And... Um, there was always scouts at the game, and I actually got picked up by Liverpool first. Really? When I was around, yeah, when I was around the age of ten or eleven, and then um, they used to get assessed every six months. Uh, the players at that age, and what they, they turned around to me, I think, at the age of twelve, uh, and said that you know they weren't going to renew me registration. So obviously the tears flowed and all that, and. Uh, disappointed, but then Everton come straight in on the phone and said, "Well, we'd we think you're great, and we'd love you to come in to us." Um, so, yes, my love affair with Everton started when I was probably thirteen. So, so um, when 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 all this happened, were you a red? Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That must have shattered a few dreams, I imagine, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. I remember getting a letter through the post. Um, my dad already opened it. I'd come in from school, he'd opened it, and he said, uh, yeah, he's your letter from Liverpool, and I had tell in his face, so I went upstairs and opened it myself, then he come up a couple of minutes later, and we both sat on my bed and cried together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sad, <laughs> though, think, isn't you it? know, when you get a kick in the teeth, I think it's a good, well, although it's 
however disappointed I was at the time, you'd always use these experiences to become better and stronger. And I, I, I sort of had a point to prove when I went to Everton, and whenever we, we played Liverpool, I always wanted to prove them wrong. Yeah, and that was that was um, that was good. And then obviously, as it got better and better, I got in the England under sixteen setup. And uh, Steve Highway, who released me when I was 12, uh, wrote me a letter and said, you know, congratulations. And um, it goes to show that we don't know everything and wish me all the best for the future. And I thought that was a real touch of class. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He always came over as a nice bloke, Steve Highway, though. I fancy him, yeah. you know, when he was a player. But um, yeah. so uh, from, from Everton then, you, you, you managed to get in the first team squad in 1996. Um, yeah. Played eight times through Everton, is that right? I think that it right? was 1999, I think it was. Oh, um, right, I'm okay. Not that old. I'm not that old, you know. Aren't you? Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am now. <laughs> yeah. No, um, 1999, I think we did, me debut was. Yeah, um, yeah. We played in the Youth Cup and, and, and won that when we, in 98. We, I played in the reserve for a number of years and we won the reserve league. I, I, finished, I always used to finish top scorer in that league. It was called the Pontons League then. Yeah, Premier League too. It's called now, and um, I just couldn't. I, I mean, I had I dipped my toe in. I had little bits of appearances here and there, spread over them th- three years with the first team, but I never really was able to hold a, a regular position. You know, I, was, I couldn't. I couldn't quite. Although I'd get in, I couldn't quite stay in. Yeah, yeah. So I was getting on. I was when I say getting on. I was. I was approaching the age of twenty-two. Uh, my birthday's in August, so it was always the start of a new season. So I made my debut when I was nineteen. Um, so I was 19 for the season 20 for the season 21 I was going to be 22 for the next season and I spoke to Walter Smith and he said that he couldn't guarantee that uh, the next season was going to be any different to the ones previous although he did offer me a contract I decided it was better for my career that I went elsewhere and and, you know made the name for myself made a career for myself Um, and Grimsby came in we were in the championship then Uh, not a big club but a big league Yeah, and um, I thought, what a great opportunity, and I jumped at the chance. Now, they say that the choice of music can sometimes highlight what kind of a guy you're dealing with. Well, you can certainly say that about Phil's music. We're just going to start with the first of his choices now, but they'll be quite surprising to you, I think. Now, the first one of Phil's choices is a number called Beach Ball by Nalin and Kane, which strikes me it comes straight from Ayanapo nightclubs, but see what you think. Yeah, let's go to the beach.
Took me a while to find it as well. Okay, so Grimsby next then, and um, you, I, I think you scored a memorable extra time goal, didn't you? There to, to set up a, a tie against Liverpool. Yeah, well, um, no, it was the tie against Liverpool. We uh, we beat Sheffield United on penalties in the cup. Yeah, the Carlin Cup, the Worthington Cup. All oh, right, a few names since then, hasn't it? Yeah, it's called. The, I'm not sure what it's called now. The, the uh, Carabao the Cup, isn't it? Carabao Cup. Yeah. yeah. So going back to Anfield uh, uh, and. For some of the lads when, that I was playing with at Grimsby at the time, I hadn't played at Anfield ever. And I had I'd played there for a number of years for Everton's reserves. And uh, it was great to go back the next season after leaving. Um, and then we got battered for the whole game. Um, I was lucky to still be on the pitch, to be fair, because I wasn't playing very well. Yeah. Um, and the ball came out an extra time. Uh, from a long clearance and I just thought I'm just going to smash this towards the goal as hard as I can and if it flies over the bar then at least we've wasted a bit of time to get to penalties and as it happens it flew right in the top corner so, <laughs> as you can imagine the whole of the Anfield Road end was, was Grimsby and um, they all erupted it was fantastic for me and my family uh, yeah. but to be fair it was at that point in my career and for a little while after that that was all I was ever going to be remembered for it's almost like a claim to fame Yeah, a one, yeah. Shot, a one shot wonder because I had after that, I, I had a bust up with the chairman over wages and he sent me out on loan and then I had to take a pay cut and give up my appearance fee just to make myself available for selection. Um, and towards the end of my Grimsby career, I actually got back in the team and got player of the year to, to help me get a move on somewhere else. So it was a really up and down season at, um, 
time at Grimsby uh, uh, from start to finish. And, you, uh, and you, then I got a phone call from Gary Johnson at Yeovil. And you played sort of 60 odd games or a few more for Grimsby, which I suppose wasn't bad considering you fell out with somebody and, you know, probably got dropped to the reserves and what have you. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm well, going I by think, Wikipedia yeah. here. They reckon 63 games and 18 goals. Does that sound about right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't score a lot of goals in my first year. I found it tough uh, making a transition from being a young player in a in a reserve team to playing, you know, men's championship football. That mm. was tough. Uh, in a struggling team, that didn't really create a lot of goals, uh, goal-scoring chances. Then the second season, I was out for the whole time. The whole season, I didn't play a game in my second year at, mm. uh, at Grimsby. I was on loan at Hull. And then when I come back, uh, I got in just before Christmas and stayed in. Yeah. So, yeah, up and down. But then, you know, as 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 you said, when I'd left Grimsby, I was 24, 25. And um, the only thing I'd really done of note was score that goal against Liverpool. So yeah. when I came to Yeovil, um, after speaking to Gary Johnson and I knew Darren Wayne, I knew the style of football and it was a big move, you know, coming down from the, the north. Um, I really wanted to establish myself as a top striker in, in that league because I really believed that I was good enough to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were, weren't you? Because you scored, well, according to this, you played 84 games, 42 goals, give or take a few with Wikipedia because they probably missed a cup or something, which is not a yeah. bad record. One goal every two games near enough. No, well, that was it. I mean, it is grim up north, isn't it? You know, <laughs> uh, and when and it is even grimmer in Grimsby. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I've been I there. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, and, and uh, I moved to Somerset. It was like, a different world and I got a real positive lease of life um, playing in a team that was uh, that had the ball rather than not having it you know real yeah. possession team attacking pace good players creating chances for me and I just I just started scoring goals and I just had a real good feel factor about myself and the team and where we were going and the fact that we were going to win the league and obviously it, it really worked for me I had a great time mm, mm, definitely well I can remember you there I mean it was goals all the time you always guarantee goals with Phil Jevons yeah. so, but <laughs> the second season wasn't quite as prolific though was it no well I think moving up to League One was was a, a big step for quite a few of us yeah um, I felt like I was capable of doing it because I had done previously for Grimsby that was the league I'd left you know League One to come to League Two in, in Yeovil and I knew I was good enough um, we made a few signings that took a little bit of time to gel uh, but I think after a little while um, it was it, I think it took about six games to score and then I scored and then I, sco uh, I scored a few and then I got an injury and then when I come back from the injury I was like right come on let's let's really have a good go at this because it wasn't looking great we, we were near the top of the league like we were the season before mm. but um, it was a it was a real uh, achievement in the end to, to stay up and yeah. score the goals I did didn't you um, score the goal was it against Southend I fancy we, we scored a away game did you did you score that was that, that was the first that was the first season that was the the, oh, yeah. the league two season it was a really important game because it was us yeah. Scunthorpe Southend and Swansea who were all going for the, the three promotion spots and right. uh, I think it was the second to last game of the season away at Southend we needed yeah. to not lose um, and then we were you know it was a tough game nil-nil all the game you know very few chances and then we, we got them on the counter attack and I scored to make it 1-0 which really meant that um, we only needed a, a draw or if we won that nobody else could stop us going up as champions then uh, at home to Lincoln OK hold it right let's have some more of Phil's music now and this time we've got Love Story by Leo and Bushwhacker
There you go. Love Story by Leo and Bushwhacker. So, of course, during the second season, Gary Johnson, yeah. in the meantime, had decided to up sticks and go to Bristol City. That's right. Um, and that was a tough thing to, to deal with because we had a couple of managers come in and uh, Tomo took over for a little bit. And, uh, you know, we really struggled to get a bit of continuity. But I think the players that stayed and, and stuck with it um, deserve a bit of credit for not jumping ship and... Um, basically, we we survived. We stayed up, didn't we? You know, and that great game away at um, Huddersfield on yeah, the last second yeah. to last day of the season, where we we beat them, and they were they were just outside the playoffs. They needed to win to get into the playoffs, and what a result that was! Yeah, absolutely. It was was David Webb manager there when you were there? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, towards the end of uh, yeah. So uh, so in the end, Gary'd gone, and then next thing you know, Phil Jevons had gone as well. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, he, he come in for us. Uh, I said no, you know, I want to wait. Some, you know, I'll come at the end of the season type thing. And um, when the t- when the opportunity was there to go to a club like Bristol City, um, I think I'd saved me time at Yeovil. You know, I didn't I didn't jump ship in the January. No. Uh, I, I'd been a good servant to the club. I felt. Yeah. You know, getting the, getting the promotion in the first season and then, you know, pay, playing a part and keeping them up in the second season. And then, you know, my ambitions were potentially going back into the championship with Bristol City. And that's how I seen it. I knew how Gary Johnson worked, a new style of football. Um, and I believed that I was going to be a, a part of another promotion. And how did your time go at Bristol City generally? It was good. Uh, my first season was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, big club, big city, uh, you know, going for a champ, going for a promotion again uh, I think I scored 17 goals that season uh, although towards the end of it it sort of me, me form dipped a little bit and um, I, I don't think I, I started the last three or four games of the season but I felt like I had contributed you know yeah. significantly towards us getting promoted so that was great um, the only thing that happened then was probably played myself out of the job if you like because when um, when we went up into the championship Gary was under pressure to make big signings and he had money to spend and he, he brought players in front players Byfield and Trundle and yeah. I, felt, I felt like I didn't really get the opportunity to go and prove myself in the championship after being promoted and you see that in football and you have done and you will do yeah. all the time you know and, that, and that's just the nature of the beast mm, absolutely so after that I struggled a little bit to get in the team it got to December I went on loan to Huddersfield and done well scored some goals and they bought me in January and you play well again I'm only going by Wikipedia here so if it's wrong tell me <laughs> but, but they reckon 36, 36 appearances 7 goals that was that was in the permanent time not the loan period so yeah um, I mean I think I scored about 3 or 4 goals in the loan period yeah. but yeah it was very up and down at Huddersfield uh, I think I had five managers in that three years, um, chopping and changing, um, mm. loads of players in, loads of players out, a couple of injuries, uh, and then so I think my last full season at Huddersfield, I was on loan to Morecambe for the whole season. So them appearances were really only in two seasons. Yeah. Uh, in fact, a season and a half, a season and a half. So um, all in all, I think I think you know from a personal point of view, the statistics are okay, uh, but I just think the situation the club were in with the amount of changes, um, you know. I, I'm struggling to find a handful of players that would have been there from the start of when I was there to when I was still mm. there when I when I left. Right, more Jevo style music, and this one's called "I Believe" by a band called Dead Mouth Five.
There you go, that was uh, Dead Mouth 5 and I Believe. Well, you must have done something right at Morecambe because they signed you in the next, uh, you know, when your loan period had finished. Yeah, so I was on, I was on loan there for a full season. Um, I'd stepped down the league, back into League 2. Um, I think I scored 21 goals in my first season there. Sorry, mm. my loan season there. So, yeah, they offered me a contract two years and I thought, you know what, yeah, I'll, you know, because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. it and I thought, yeah, yeah it was a good club. Uh, moving to a new stadium. Obviously, when you did move to a new stadium, it took a while to get going. Sammy McElroy left, Jim took over, new style of football, a bit more defensive, one up front, um, didn't really suit my game, uh, not the biggest, so not a target man, and not the quickest, so couldn't run away from people in behind. I'd come to Lincoln, and it'd be not, no threat in behind, so I really struggled as a, as a lone striker then. Mm. Um, and how old were um, you at that stage then? Yeah, so, and again, you know, I was, I'd, I'd gone into my 30s, then my mm. kids had been, well, my, my daughter, she's nine now, she, she came along, I really struggled with that, you know, the travelling and the sleepless yeah. nights and being a bit older and, you know, being expected to score the goals, playing up front, I just found it difficult and not, it's just na- that's just nature. Yeah. Um, and then in, in the end, um, I left because, you know, he, Jim brought um, a young, younger players, quick players in that were getting in ahead of me and um, I felt like the time was right to move on from there then. So you dropped down into non-league with Hyde. Um, yeah. Um, I, yeah and that was when a really reality really started kicking in really, you know, in terms of, okay, my career is coming to an end. Uh, I took some coaching badges when I was at Morecambe. I felt like with going part-time at Hyde, it would really give me opportunity to, to get more coaching hours in and yeah. make the transition from player to coach a lot easier um, because I knew, me, I knew I only had probably about two or three left then yeah yeah and then Hyde to Stockport County yeah I mean I've done well at Hyde uh, we, you know again it was a survival season we we stayed up by the skin of our teeth on the last few games I scored 16 goals in the in the conference for them um, and they come they come to me in the, in the summer and said that you know we, we can only offer you I think 60% of the wages that had just been on I was like why <laughs> don't get it uh, so um, Stockport came in and said well you know why don't you come and play for us um, yeah. and I felt well that the, that um, and the fact that Stockport were in this conference north meant that there was no overnighters, there was no away, uh, no big long away games. Yeah, that would free up even more time for me to coach more at Evan, which was which made sense for me uh, mm. at that point. And I had a great, I had a great last season in football at Stockport. Really enjoyed that. And that was when you decided that was enough was enough. Then at the end of Stockport, yeah. yeah well, I think I was I was thirty four. I'd, uh, I'd had a really good last season, twenty one goals. Um, I dropped back into the number 10 position uh, I, I was captain um, I, I loved it I really did love it um, yeah. I was almost like subconsciously I knew it might be my last season so I really made the most of everything you know made the most of it mm. and then <clears throat> the end of that season at Stockport uh, Everton offered me a full time job so it, I had a decision to make really I probably could have played on for another year maybe two at a push but I felt like the time was right to move on uh, into full time coaching because the opportunity to go into Everton was so good yeah. that if I'd have turned it down I don't know how long I would have been waiting for it again and um, and that was the decision I made I was sort of went out on a high you like yeah time for another song now this one's called The Man With The Red Face by Mark Knight and the Funk Gender <laughs> We'll be right back. 
we go the man with the red face by mark knight and funk gender so um full-time academy coach at everton um yeah you've obviously enjoyed it you've been there for a while now haven't you yeah um i think three years part-time and five years full-time maybe six yeah. so i started when i went in i started with the under nines i moved up quickly to under 14s under 15s where with the 23s on and off of where the 18s on and off but I've been the under-16s coach permanent now as the as the lead coach for this is my third full season um, now as the as the 16s permanent coach. Right time for the last of Phil's songs, which is by a band called Reflect, and it's called Need to Feel Loved.
And looking back on your career, Phil, I mean, uh, what would you say are the high spots? It must be a two or three high spots that you can look back on and yeah, say, yeah, well, that I was... mean, making me de- making me debut for Everton was, was fantastic. Uh, winning the Youth Cup when I was a, when I was a youngster, winning the Premier League Reserve League was was fantastic. Scoring the goal against Liverpool for Grimsby, I think uh, the promotions and the goals I scored with with Yeovil and Bristol City. Uh, some really, you know, spectacular goals, some hat-trick performances, mm. a couple of four games where I scored four. Um, and and me, and me last season at um, Stockport, where, you know, I was I was captain, I was number 10, I was like the leader among younger players mm. and uh, and scored, and still, you know, scoring some good goals. So, yeah. And the highlight yeah, of you, you know, quite a few. Sorry. If but... I could pick one. Highlight of your Yeovil one. What about you know your Yeovil time? What was the highlight of that? Mm-hmm. Um, now you put me on the spot. No, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Couldn't say. No. Too difficult. Probably, probably the promotion in the first season. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and what are your aspirations now? I mean, you, you know, you, you're obviously a, a skilled coach, and you've been doing it for a long time. But have you got any aspirations as to moving on and, and becoming a manager? Well, um, <clears throat> a lot of people have asked me that, and it's a difficult one because I love it at Everton. Um, I'm, I've got deep roots within the club, and I feel like um, I'm doing well. I'm in a good position to support me and my development. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if 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 things changed in future where I'd maybe move up an age group or two and or you know got close to being one of the first team coaches I don't know hmm. uh, where it's going to go but I, I, I'm not uh, in a rush to leave no. certainly um, if a, if a, an outstanding job offer come along whether that be a first team assistant or a first team manager's job then obviously I'd consider it but I've moved away a lot in my career uh, yeah. as a player I, I love living at home. I love living in Liverpool. I'm ten minutes from Finch Farm. Yeah. My kids are in school here. All my family are around me. It would be a little bit selfish of me to say, right, uh, this job's come available down south or up north or in a mm. different country. I'm off. You know, yeah, it, yeah. it'd have to be something significant for me to, you know, to to be tempted to do that. So- um, Having said that, you know, football is football, you never know. No, well, at the end of the day, it sounds like you're a home bird, though, that's for sure. Or even a liver bird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, people do tend to, to, you know, levitate back home, don't they, when they've had a little adventure and, you know, you always always go back home. But, yeah, I mean, as I say, I love the club, I love working for Everton. It's a fantastic, you know, place to work, elite environment and... I'm only getting better and better the more time I spend there. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be hell bent on jumping ship on the first opportunity I come along. I'm not actively seeking a job. No. So no. Uh, sorry, I'm not actively seeking a manager's job. Um, so there hasn't been any offers. No, nobody's come to me and said, you know, will you come a manager? So mm. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Um, not that I'm sitting in my comfort zone and not improving. I've certainly done that over the period of time. Um, I, I'm qualified. Um, up to the eyeballs apart from the pro license which I don't really need unless I'm working with adults yeah Um, so and Everton support me have supported me all through that and give me a fantastic opportunity as a player and as a coach and you know feel it's it's right of me to to give Everton the best of me and it's a constant challenge Um, it's an elite environment you know at no point would you be sitting still and putting your feet up and thinking this is easy it's certainly not you know especially mm. at the age of 
that I'm working at under 16 where boys are leaving school and you know are we going to offer them a scholarship or not are we going to give them a job uh, and it's a it's a it's a really uh, challenging job role that I've got with the responsibilities that come with it well your loyalty is to be commended I think Phil but um <laughs> <laughs> we've we've more or less run out of time so you know really appreciate you coming on um keep up the good work and you'll always be remembered down in Yeovil that's for sure so uh, and I should yeah, certainly well, always remember you down there yeah, well, I remember you two ways, and um, I'll never forget my time at Yeovil. I absolutely loved it, and I met, met some really special people down there, like the likes of yourself, Gary, me, you know, yeah. um, Darren Way, Bruce, who sadly passed away, you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, you know, Morris, people yeah. like that. And I'll never forget never forget them. Um, Tamb- um, Dominique Howard, somebody you knows, you know, there's, there's loads of people that I'm still friends with. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, thanks for having me. And uh, if you're ever stuck for uh, a few scouse jokes, then I'll, I'll be here for you. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. Thank you very much indeed. It's time for Glover's Golden Oldies. A look back at some of the Glover's heroes from recent years. 